What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Coffee with a friend is like capturing joy in a cup. Welcome to the Coffee with Jenny B podcast, hosted by Jenny B, a lover of all things coffee. Each week, Jenny will chat about connecting over coffee, what brings her joy, and everything in between. A lot can happen over coffee, so grab a cup, sit back, and enjoy. Now here's your host, Jenny B. Hello and welcome to the show. I am a generator. Now, you might be wondering, why am I comparing myself to a mechanical piece of equipment? Well, when you think about the purpose of a generator, it is to generate energy and then provide that energy to other pieces of equipment. So in other words, it keeps that energy flowing in a continual circle. Why I compare myself to a generator, but not necessarily the mechanical one, is that a generator is one of the types you can find in human design. Now, I know a little bit about human design, enough to know that I am a generator, but not really enough to fully understand what exactly that means. And so my guest today is someone who is going to explain to us what is human design and how does that work. Her name is Carlene Pisiak. She is a Reiki level three. She also does human design, as I mentioned, astrology, breathwork, tarot, and oracle card reading, and manifestation. She is also a physiotherapist who works for the RC Walk-In Clinic at Garden City Shopping Mall. Please help me welcome Carlene. Hi, so nice to be here today. Thank you. So nice to have you here. Uh, I've been wanting to talk to you actually for a while because you know, as I mentioned in my intro, I'm fascinated by the world of human design. And as I say, you know, I know a little bit about it, but not enough. And so I'm really curious to know, first of all, what is human design? And then of course, how did you get into it? So tell us what exactly is human design? So human design, similar to astrological birth charts, is a system based on your time, place, and date of birth. So not only does this map out the sky at the time of your birth? It identifies your dominant chakras to create your personal body graph. And this all makes up your energetic blueprint. So human design is a blend of Kabbalah, I Ching, Myers-Briggs, astrology, biochemistry, genetics, and the chakra system. Human design is a tool you can use to learn more about yourself and how your energy works and interacts with the world around you. So you can learn how to tap into what's right for you and how you make decisions. Because we're always told, listen to your gut, but that's not actually true for everyone. So it creates an awareness of your personal energy system and helps you get back in the driver's seat. Well, that is very fascinating. And as I say, I knew a little bit about it, but I didn't realize just how complex it was because 
Well, first of all, I'm not familiar with I Ching. Of course, I'm familiar with astrology and Myers-Briggs and so on. But combining all that together sounds really complex. And yet at the same time, it's actually fairly easy, isn't it? Yes, it is fairly easy. Like when you're first starting out, there's certain things you just want to start with because then as you go further in, the levels do get deeper and more complex. But on the surface, when you're just starting, it is quite easy to understand. Okay. And so how did you get into human design? It all started uh, actually back in 2020. I joined this group, a healing group where we took time to chat about certain things. And in it, the leader brought up human design. And I was like, whoa, what's that? And she explained it to me. And then from there, I just, I dove in deep because learning about my type, uh, manifesting generator, made so much sense to me and gave me gave me such a sense of self and from there that's why I just I kept diving deeper and deeper and deeper and then I just wanted to share it with everyone because it truly helped me interesting and and um, very similar to how I discovered human design so I'm an instructor for the University of Winnipeg Pace program and I think it was either the first or second year that I started teaching that uh, another instructor uh, by the name, uh, well, I don't know if this is her real name or the name that she was using for her human design business, but uh, Vanessa Henry. And she started talking about human design and, and similar to your reactions, like, ooh, human design, what is that? And then I started looking into it and, you know, I pulled my own chart and then I saw that it was a generator. And so I started looking into what that actually meant. And no surprise because, you know, as I mentioned in my intro about energy, I've always been known as like the energizer bunny. I am so full of energy. I can go and go and go and go and go and never seem to run out of energy. But the trick for me though, is that generators are supposed to wait to respond, which means that we don't, we don't jump into everything because if we do, if it's not right for us, if it doesn't meet what we need, then it's work. And then we get frustrated. And I, I can think back before I knew all about this, all the instances of things that I did that were going against my energy and now realizing, oh, okay, so that's why I felt the way I did. But then when I'm doing something that I love, like for instance, this podcast, I'm in my zone of genius or my energy level. So it's very interesting to learn about that. For sure. It's so interesting that you mentioned Vanessa Henry. That is who I actually started to learn everything from, like once I found out about it, because way back when she had her um, academy for it. And that's where I started my journey. And I've learned a lot from her since. So you being a generator, that is very correct of when we're frustrated, because as a manifesting generator, I still have the same um, not self theme. And it's true when we are not in alignment with ourselves and with what lights us up, we get frustrated and it feels like tons of work. But when we are in our zone of genius, we can go forever and our our energy is endless for it, especially since we have our sacral defined, the sacral being one of the centers in the body graph for human design. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about that for a second. So when I look at my chart, 
I look at areas that are defined. So you talk about the sacral, you talk about the spleen and the heart and, you know, all of that. And those are all defined. And then there are areas that are undefined. And so what's the difference between an area that is undefined versus defined? Okay. So in a defined area, that means that you have consistent energy in that area. It's neither good nor bad. It's just you have consistent energy in that area. Where it is undefined, you are not, you do not have consistent energy in that area. So, for example, in the uh, head center, mine is undefined and the head center is all about inspiration. So, I do not have a consistent energy there for inspiration but it is open. So I, when I interact with the world around me, I get inspired very easily. Okay. That makes sense because my head is also undefined. And in um, Clifton strengths, my, my, one of my top five strengths is ideation. That means that ideas pop into my head, maybe from information that I've read, information that I've gleaned from somewhere, but all of these ideas just like magically pop into my head. And so It's a matter of controlling, okay, which ideas should I pursue? Which ones are meant for me? And which ones should I let go? Because I can't do everything. Otherwise, I would go crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly what you said. We get inspired very easily by everything around us. And it's through using our authority. So the way we make decisions that helps us determine what inspired actions do we take from the inspiration or do we just let it go? Okay, that's interesting. And um, there are two other areas for me that are undefined. One is Aja. Ajna, yes. Aja, okay. And what is that? So your Ajna is your mind. So for the Ajna, it is your way of thinking. So if it was defined, you'd have a consistent way of thinking. You'd have certain opinions about something. Like your mind isn't easily changed about something. But with it being open, you're probably a very open-minded person. You could probably see both sides of something when someone's telling you about a situation. You aren't constricted to one way of thinking about something. So, okay, so my head is undefined, my ajna is undefined, and my throat is undefined. What does it mean for my throat to be undefined? So with your throat undefined, if you have an undefined throat, you can feel the energy of communication from others. You can feel their communication and their manifestations even more than that. Sometimes like you don't have consistency with communication. Okay. So that makes sense, actually. So for my head, my ajna and my throat to be undefined, that then suits me perfectly to be a teacher to have a podcast because I'm I'm looking for ideas from all around me. I'm open-minded and, as you say, looking at things um, from both sides. And then I'm taking the energy and sharing it. So basically, even though we're doing this online, I'm actually taking energy from you and energizing myself and then sharing it back with you. Yes. And my throat is defined. So even though I we aren't in the same space currently, you probably still are picking up on my 
defined throat because if a person's center is undefined and you're around someone that is defined, you share that energy because your auras are touching. Interesting. And I know people listening might be, might still think, well, that sounds really complicated. And so if I wanted to understand more about it, is that something that you offer through your company, Modern Spirit Society? Do you do human design readings and I guess manifestation and so on? Yes. So I do do human design readings. So for the basic human design readings, like I said, it's easy to understand, but if you look at it into it too much, it can get very complicated very fast and you feel overwhelmed because as I mentioned, there's a lot of parts to it. So in the first reading, we go over type, authority, your profile, and your centers and your definition and your not self and self themes. So for example, when you said earlier, when um, you're not in alignment, you feel frustrated, that is a not self theme. And that's a key to leave that and go back into an alignment. So that's what I go over in the first reading, because that's very easy, tangible stuff to understand. And you have a lot of takeaways after you have a lot of steps that you can take after. So then from there, in potentially a couple of weeks, if you wanted to learn more, then we can go and dive into more and I can teach you more about your chart. But we always start at the base foundation of those things. Okay. And so for me, I know that I'm a 6'2". So one one side is your internal, like your personality. Is it one side that it's internal and the other is what you put out to the world? It, or is that not correct? So one side is conscious. One side is unconscious. Oh, okay. So conscious is like you're aware of it. You understand. You know this about yourself unconscious is you potentially go through life doing those things and you don't really realize that you're doing it, but it's part of you. Okay. So then the unconscious part would be my six. Conscious is your six. Unconscious is your two. Oh, so then unconscious is, so two is hermit for me, which to me sounds like a hermit wants to be alone, wants that quiet time. So you're saying that that is unconsciously what I want for myself? So twos are very interesting because they do like to retreat into their shell at times and then they come out go into the world a bit but then they want to come back to their shells so there's that struggle of wanting to see people but then also wanting to come back into your shell and have your alone time but another interesting part about the two is they are naturally talented people so I don't know if there's ever been a time in your life where you just try something for the first time and you're great at it. That is the two. Okay. Like for instance, for me doing the podcast, I'd never done it before. I didn't take any training. And yet, I mean, aside from my first couple of episodes where I was still trying out and, and finding my voice, so to speak, it's something that I feel that I, I am doing it very naturally. I don't have to work at it. I don't have to. But what's interesting about that as well is that I've started my own recording. So I'll, I'll come up with an idea and it's like, oh, I want to talk about this. And then I start to record it. And then it's like, nah, it's not good. So I start, stop, start, stop. And it's just it doesn't feel right to me. And so I, I realize, okay, I can't talk about it. I have to let it go. And it's when I'm in the zone of genius or I'm in my energy that everything is flowing perfectly. And so it's interesting that the two part of me is is like that. Yeah, it's very interesting 
just what you were saying, it's you realized when you were and weren't in alignment. And that was very cool to hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's interesting because uh, when you talk about being lit up, I remember talking to, it was actually with the major bro group, uh, we were doing one of our Monday meetups and I was talking about uh, my ideas for my coffee business. You know, I want to do coffee tours and coffee pass, and I want to do all these wonderful things with coffee. And someone pointed out that as I was talking about it, they said, your face just lit up, that you had this glow, this smile, this, this, they could feel that the energy coming off of me as I was talking about that. And I was just lost in the moment when I was talking about it as well. For sure. That's a very um, generator, manifesting generator quality. When we are lit up, when we are excited, we magnetize people uh, towards us and they get excited too. Our aura actually magnetizes. It's a very magnetic pulling in aura. Yes. Then I'm very much a connector. I connect people. And going back to Clifton Strengths for a second, part of mine is also strategic in the sense that I connect people together, but then I also find people that I can connect with myself and connect to a cause that works for both of us. And it's never done with the idea that it's all for me. It's always for me. I always think of, okay, what is benefiting both of us in this situation? What are we getting? What are we sharing? In other words, we're kind of forming a partnership in this sense, but I'm using that energy to draw them into my circle, you know, <laughs> but in a good way. <laughs> very, very interesting. Now, before we move on, I just want to mention that I did my daughter's chart. And so she's a generator as well. And then I did my granddaughter. So my granddaughter's four and a half and she's a projector. So how is a projector different than a generator? Okay. So that's a great question. So in human design, there's what's called sacral beings, okay? And that is when the sacral center in the chart is defined. So we have consistent energy, consistent life force energy. So we can go, 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 go. <laughs> <laughs> and oftentimes because of that, we don't realize when we are burnt out because we can keep going even in burnout. And it's not until we're kind of at the very end we realize, oh, hey, we're burnt out. <laughs> and then there's what's called non-sacral beings. And those are the other three types in human design. So that's a reflector, projector, and a manifester. So projectors, they do not have a defined sacral. So they don't have consistent um, life force energy. And therefore, they may need more rest than a generator or a manifesting generator because of that. They can get what's called bursts of sacral energy, but it's not going to last a week. It would last maybe a day or two. Okay, that makes sense because, uh, you know, I just want to go back to what you're saying. We don't realize we're burnt out until we're burnt out. I remember basically running on fumes and coffee. Fumes and coffee to get me through the day. And then when it's all over, it's like my body collapses into itself. And that's usually when I get a cold sore <laughs> because I've just been putting out all this energy and, and not getting it back, which is what causes burnout. But when I look at Lenny, I can see that she has her burst of energy. So she's like, you know, hey guys, chase me around the house or, you know, hey guys, I've got ideas. Let's do this, blah, blah, blah. But then she is perfectly content to play in the corner, read a book, watch 
her show on the laptop. And you're right. She, I think, instinctively knows she needs that time. And sometimes when I think she's moving too much, that's when I want to step in and say, okay, you know, let's read a book or let's just, you know, sit quietly for a little bit just to give her a chance to, to rest. And I'm hoping that as she gets older, she learns to understand that, yes, there are times when she does need that rest. For sure. And it's interesting because just a thought that came to me was, so your sacral is defined, your daughter's sacral is defined. And if you're around your granddaughter, then potentially she's pulling that sacral energy from you. Mm. Because like I said, when our auras are around each other, you take on some of the energy in those open centers. Okay. So then if I'm feeling energetic and I'm really a buzz about something, that can get her excited as well. Potentially, yes. Okay, interesting. So then sometimes it's a good idea to be that energetic around her. And then sometimes we may need to dial it back a bit. Yeah. That makes sense. It'd be also her learning to tap into her her energy as well and knowing, okay, I can do this for a bit. Because like I said, projectors can get that sacral burst and then knowing when she needs to kind of take that rest for herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I love that. Hi, it's Jenny. We'll get back to the show in a moment. But first, I invite you to check out my website, coffeewithjennyb.ca. That's Jenny with a G, where you'll find all the links to my episodes. You'll also find a variety of coffee gifts available for purchase, including my branded bag of Red Door Coffee Beans from Harrison's Coffee Company. As well, you'll find a link to join the Winnipeg Coffee Community Facebook group. I'll also be posting info about upcoming coffee tours and coffee nights. So keep checking my website for updates. You can also follow me on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. Now let's get back to the show. I just want to touch a little bit about the idea of manifestation. So of course, as a manifesting generator, what can you offer us as far as manifestation? So is, is is it helping us manifest or learn how to manifest or are you manifesting for us? So currently one of the things that I am offering is Reiki for manifestation. So what I do with someone is we do a Reiki session. So I check in with your chakras. I see where you are blocked. And then from there, first part of the session, we talk about what you are wanting to manifest. And then at the end of the session, we debrief on, okay, what did I find in your chakra system? And then how do we work with that to help you bring your manifestation in? So for example, if your root chakra is blocked, root chakra is all about family and safety. So where can we create more safety in your life um, to help bring the manifestations in? Because to bring in a manifestation, your level of worth needs to match the level of the manifestation coming in. Does that make sense? It does. So if we're doubting anything then we're not meeting the level of our worth, which means then we won't perhaps understand or absorb the manifestation. Yeah, so I'll give you an example. Let's say you were searching for a job and you're like, I want to have X, Y, and Z 
in this job, okay? And you're putting that out into the universe. You're searching for your job. The universe will test your worth. So, for example, you might be offered a job that has X and Y, but not Z. So the universe is saying, okay, are you going to take this carrot dangling in front of you? Is your worth high enough? Or are you going to, you know, let it go and know that something better is coming your way? And what you actually want is coming your way? Or are you going to settle? Mm, okay. I like that example because that makes it very clear to me. Am I going to settle and doubt that, well, I'm never going to get XYZ? So why even bother? So I'm just going to take X and Y because actually X and Y sounds pretty good. You know, the money's good. Maybe it doesn't have absolutely everything, but you know what? I can live with it. So now when you take the X and Y, knowing that there's an XYZ out there somewhere for you, what would happen after a while? Do we feel content with what we have or do we feel that we're always missing that Z? You potentially would be content for a little while, but then after a bit, you would start to feel like, okay, this isn't for me because it's not what you wanted. The universe was testing you in that sense. And tests are never, I would say, pass fail. They're still going to keep coming to you until you've, you've passed it, until you've shown your level of, of worth to the universe. And another big part of manifestation is seeing to believe. Because for example, with that job situation, you might take the job that has X and Y because you might not believe a job with X, Y, and Z is actually out there for you. You might be like, oh, wow, that's asking way too much. So you might not actually believe that that is possible for you. So when you are manifesting, it's actually important to maybe find someone out there that has the job that you want so you can see that's actually possible for yourself so that your mind can believe it. That's another important part to manifestation as well. I get that, you know, because when you think about the idea of faith, I mean, you can't actually see anything physically about faith, but it's something that you truly believe that is out there. So basically it is the test that the universe is giving you. So for me as a generator, mine is to wait to respond to those things that are meant for me. Because when I first thought about it, it's like, what do you mean I have to wait to respond? What do you mean? I, I can't go over stuff. Like what, what was that? And then I, when I realized it's like, oh, okay. If something presents itself to me, I have to decide, okay, is this for me or do I let it go? And so the way to respond with the universe in terms of manifestation as I see it is that something comes along and you almost have to process and think, okay, is this for me? Is this really what I wanted? And then to decide, okay, if I do take it, because maybe I need something short term, then I can take it for that reason. But for the long term, it's like, no, I'm going to let that one go. And I'm going to wait for the XYZ because I believe in back to faith for a second. I believe that it's out there. And I have to wait for it to come to me because I'm going to believe that it's there. For sure. Yeah. So for through human design, yes, as your your type, you are magnetizing all these opportunities towards you. So you are magnetizing your manifestations towards you. Whereas the type of a manifestor is to initiate. So a manifestor would just go to a company and ask for a job. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, yours would be to respond to a job posting because you're responding to that. So it's very interesting because responding can kind of come in so many different forms. It could be like seeing it sunny outside and being like, I'm going to respond to that by going for a walk. So we're always getting things to respond to. And then we use our authority to respond to what is correct for us. So mine is the emotional authority. And I think yours is as well. Mm -hmm, It is. So we have to what's called ride the emotional wave (laughs) before we actually decide on something. So the big thing for an emotional authority is pretty much to sleep on it. It's not really correct for us to respond to something in the moment. Right. Except if you're a redhead and you have to respond <laughs> to something it's, and then, and then I blow up, but, but you're right. I mean, if it's something really important, it's not a decision that you can make right away because as you say, you have to sleep on it. It's like, you know what? I can't talk about this right now. I, I just have to leave it alone and then circle back to it when I'm ready to deal with it. Exactly. Because with an emotional authority, when I say riding the wave, the wave goes as a, yes, I want this. And then a, oh no. And a yes and a no. And actually as an emotional authority, you'll never be a hundred percent certain on something. You might get to 80% certain, but it's very rarely that we will feel a hundred percent certain about doing something. Oh my God. Until we've actually started to do it. So that's why it, is correct for us to sleep on things because when someone asks you something it might be a yes in the moment because you get very excited very lit up about it but then when we actually take time to ride the wave of how we feel about it the next day it might be a no because we've taken time to process it and realize oh that actually doesn't align with us right now I don't have the energy or the space to do it correctly right now that's interesting Carlene because I'm in a situation right now where it was presented to me. I, I actually pursued it. I actually pursued it because I thought, you know, this sounds really cool and I want to be a part of this. And I got involved with it. And then I needed some time away from it. I, I was busy with, with other things. And as I was away from the situation, I started to think, you know, I don't think this is right for me because I had a sense that this was going to pull too much energy from me. And that I wasn't going to be able to get that energy. So I felt that this is going to be a situation that is going to be actually bad for me in a sense uh, when it comes to my energy. And I didn't really understand what I was feeling about all that until you just verbalize that. And it's like, okay, that makes sense, actually. Mm -hmm. The emotional authority, in my personal opinion, is one of the hardest because it's very hard for us to make the decisions and we aren't meant to make it in the moment. So having time is very, very important. I love that. Now I want to talk about something else that you're involved with. And so you're a co-founder with the Rejuve Events business with uh, Megan Thomas. So the two of you co-founded this Rejuve Events and I looked on the Instagram and so it's about connection, community, and healing, which I thought interesting because I'm all about connection and community. And conversations, of course, but uh, the connection, the community makes makes sense. And you offer healing events. So tell me a little bit about what that is. Yes. So we decided to create Rejuve because with COVID and everything, we had to, you know, 
be separate from people for so long. So once everything finally opened up, we wanted to create in-person events for people to finally be able to be around and connect with people in person again. That was very important for us. And we wanted them to be healing events. So what we are currently doing are meditation events. So in these events, it starts with some light stretching. So I guide the light stretching and light breath work because that's really starting to get the energy flowing in the body to be ready to take in the meditation. And then Megan channels the meditation for the event. And while she's channeling the meditation for everyone, I go around and I share um, Reiki energy with everyone in the space. So that's where it's a very healing event. Mm, okay. It sounds fascinating because, uh, so Megan is a Teta? Theta. Okay. So she's a Theta healer. So what is a Theta healer? I'm probably not going to do this uh, explanation justice, but what my understanding is, is Megan goes into the theta brainwave to connect with creator, God, source, universe, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> and from there, she helps you to unprogram limiting beliefs and help you to heal past traumas. Mm, okay, because past traumas can really affect how we're wired to react to certain things. It's like the triggers that come out. So in a sense, she helps us uh, rewire our brain without, you know, actually not doing anything to our brain, but helping us sort of revisit those traumas and to find a way of maybe facing them on and dealing with them and healing from those traumas. And then things that happen that might've triggered us in the past may still come up as a trigger, but it's a, it's an opportunity for us to almost observe it in a passive way. It's like, okay, I see the trigger. I see it's what's going on. And I choose not to respond versus uh, instead of your body automatically responding because that's what it's used to doing. Mm -hmm. So the triggers and the traumas from age zero to seven, that's where the conditioning and the programming happens in our life. And we often don't realize what originally triggered us because it's from so long ago but yeah so she helps to um, heal that so like you said when that situation arises you're not potentially really triggered by it anymore because you've healed through it okay yeah that makes sense and I guess there's so much more involved with it and yeah I, I would be interested in knowing more about it just for myself but uh, but the way you explained it actually makes a lot of sense and and I hope my listeners will realize that if they are triggered by something, maybe they need to perhaps speak with Megan or or attend one of your guided healing sessions to perhaps understand a little bit more about it. And so going back to your modern spirit society, so the human design manifestation, which I think is absolutely fascinating, the Reiki, I think is, is so important, and breath work, you know, it's, it's always about the breath and you say the energy that flows through us. About the tarot and oracle card reading, is that something that you got into just because you did a reading or had a reading yourself? Or was it something that you thought was interesting that you wanted to know a little bit more about it? Both. Yeah. So <laughs> I I had readings done and I was just blown away. I 
I loved it so much that I had to learn it myself um, and taking this human design for a second because I'm a manifesting generator and a manifesting generator is a very multi-passionate person. We do so many things. (laughs) So that just became one of the things that I had to do because I enjoyed my session so much that I had to learn it myself. So I have a few Oracle decks and I have one tarot deck that I absolutely love because I only use decks that I feel called to, which I feel is very correct for me. Like if I see one and I'm just completely drawn to it, then I'm like, okay, I know that that deck is meant for me to use. Interesting too, because I've had tarot card readings in the past, which I found were so eerily accurate that I think to myself, how on earth do you know all this about me? And you don't need to know the explanation of it. It's just, it is right. And and I feel the same way too, because I know lately friends of mine have different, you know, the angel cards and they have the tarot and they have, there's different decks that you can get. And I remember I was at a session a little while ago and they had all these decks out and I was immediately drawn to one that was by Rebecca Campbell. And that one just jumped out at me and I wanted to look more into that And so even though I'm not a manifesting generator, it was something about that particular deck that really caught my attention. And it made me think that I want to get my own deck of cards and then learn how to pull those cards and find those meanings for me. For sure. Yeah. So like you said, with being so drawn to it, that means that that one is for you. (laughs) So Oracle decks are, I would say, a lot easier to use than tarot, I always suggest uh, starting with oracle, working up to tarot, because oracle decks are specific to that deck, whereas tarot is always going to have the same cards in it no matter what. And with an oracle deck, an easy way to start is just pulling one card a day, just shuffling it until you feel called to, to stop and then check that card. It's amazing how accurate and how the messages are always something that you need to hear. And it's funny because I've had times where I've pulled the same card multiple times in a row and I'm like, okay, I get it. I, I hear your message loud and clear. Okay, um, I, will, I will listen finally because it's not by chance. Because I know when you start, you think, oh, am I just doing this by chance? Is this just, am I even doing it right? Yes. Yes, you are. Trust yourself. That is the biggest message I can give someone to when you're first starting with it is trust yourself and your intuition because it can be difficult to start with to trust your intuition but just do your best because that's the only way that you're going to foster it and learn to trust it even more because I feel like we've been kind of programmed to look to others for advice you know others know best No, we know best. We know ourselves best. And our intuition is inside of us. And we have all the answers inside of us. We just actually have to listen to it. I agree. And I find that even though we all have that intuition inside of ourselves, we are so busy with life. And there's so many outside, I guess, noises and and influences that unless we get that time to sit quietly and listen. And many of us, I think, are a little afraid to sit with our own thoughts because the idea that I don't know what my thoughts are and I'm not sure if I'm ready to actually receive those thoughts. And if I do get those thoughts, what do I do with it? 
And so it's easy to say, okay, you know what? I'm not going to think about it today. I'm just going to just keep busy, but it's taking the time to slow down and, and listen and really hear what is inside of us and think about what we want to do next. And, and so pulling the card and taking things like, you know, gratitude journal and meditation, you know, all of that combined together can really help ground us. And that's something else that you offer as well is grounding, which I really, really love. I'm just so fascinated by all your talents and all the knowledge that you have built up and learned over the years. And, and these are all gifts that you can offer people who can then benefit from those gifts, which I think is just absolutely wonderful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I created my free grounding workshop for people because I feel like it is one of the things we need most is to ground ourselves. And I definitely love to to help people and teach them that, yeah, the intuition is inside of you. I love that. So you offer human design readings, you, you offer tarot and oracle card readings, you offer breath work, you offer grounding, you offer meditation and manifestation. So basically, if I or anyone listening wanted to access any of these, how would they get in touch with you? So you can check out my Instagram, which is at Modern Spirit Society. Also my website, which is www.modernspiritsociety.com. Or if you wanted to reach out to me by email, it's info at modernspiritsociety.com. Wonderful. And then if we want to be a part of a guided meditation or a guided healing, we can check out Rejuve Events. And that is where can we find Rejuve Events? You can find it on Instagram at Rejuve Events. We also have an email, rejuvehealing at gmail.com. And if you want to reach out to me on my personal Instagram as well, I can always guide you there. Wonderful. And we'll have all that information in the show notes as well so that people can then check it out and decide what works best for them. Well, I'm excited to get a reading from you and maybe not necessarily the basic because I think I, well, having said that, I think I might need to get that as well, because even though I think I know, I don't know a lot. And and so I, I don't want to think that I know everything. And so it's good to start with basics and then move on for there, because I'd love to know all about the gates and all about the, you know, all the other things that go along with human design. I mean, it's like going down that rabbit hole, you start and, and then you just want to know everything. And that's, that's where I'm at right now. So I would love to uh, connect with you and, and do that at some point. For sure. That'd be amazing. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Carlene, for being here and uh, sharing with us about human design and everything that you do with the Modern Spirit Society and also Rejuve events. And uh, this has been absolutely so educational, informational, and and just fascinating to uh, to learn everything about it. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. So until next time, think about how you have your energy. Are you someone that is in the moment and you know when it feels right? Are you the energizer bunny? Are you one that goes in, in spurts? Or perhaps you're not quite sure what type you are in human design. And when it comes to learning more about the world and the universe and what that means to us, I would highly recommend you reach out to Carlene, who will help you and guide you 
to find the answers to your questions. Thanks so much for listening. If you like Coffee with Jenny B and want to know more, connect with Jenny on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. That's Jenny with a G. Until then, all you need is joy and more coffee. Looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness? Then check out the Natural Man Podcast. Join me, host Mike C, as we explore all areas of human wellness, physical, mental, and emotional. Learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health. Remember, your doctor works for you. Learn biohacks, neurohacks, ways to improve sleep, and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, The Fountain App, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.